Hello, all of you beautiful beings, and welcome to the show. I'm Lane Smith-Brown, and this is episode number 22 of the Unleash Your Life podcast. And today, we're going to have a conversation about scary magazines and other reasons to challenge what you believe. This will be another juicy conversation, so grab your coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dig in. This is the Unleash Your Life podcast, where you're going to learn to rewild yourself. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown, and I'm a best-selling author and rewilding guide. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding women back to their truest selves. You see, you were born wild with all the wisdom you will ever need to navigate your life in a beautiful and powerful way. Then, just like everyone else on the planet, you got tamed as you fell under the power and influence of others who were also tamed. All that taming you got as a kid has you convinced you are less powerful than you really are. I call all of that unconscious programming power leaks. And on this show, you're going to discover yours and then you're going to choose to plug them so you can get back to the wild, wise and powerful being that you are. So grab a coffee, glass of wine, or a favorite friend, or all three, and let's talk about what living your wild self can mean for you. Welcome back to the show. So, for those of you who are joining me for the first time, welcome. I love that you're here. And for those who are returning, well, you know I love you already, and I'm glad you came back. Now, for context on this show, just know that I was raised in a traditional faith and was taught that what we believed was the only right thing to believe. Can any of you identify with that? I clearly don't believe that any longer, and this story will help to explain why. Now, if you haven't heard the stories about my background, go back to the beginning of the podcast because there are some foundational shows back there and it helps give context for so much of what we're discussing here. Now, here's an interesting tidbit. Did you know that you only retain about 10% of what you listen to? Yep, that's why you can hear the same show over and over again and still hear new stuff every time. Anyway, that was a little side journey, which I like to take every now and again. But you know I'm fascinated with how our minds work. So let's go back to the story. I have this memory of being about 12 or 13 and coming home with a magazine from an organization that my parents considered to be a cult. Translation, someone who thought differently than they did. When my mother saw what I had, she begged me not to read it. My snappy comeback to her panic was to run downstairs and lock myself in my bedroom with the scary magazine. Because making your mom go crazy when you're that age is just way too much fun. Her next move was just what I'd hoped for. She followed me down the stairs and banged on my door demanding that I not read the words. I didn't respond. Within hours, my father was at my bedroom door, pleading and demanding the same thing. Although now I was a little more scared, 
it intrigued me how simply terrified my father and mother were. What was so powerful about the ideas in this magazine? How could mere words jeopardize my eternal soul? This was a pivotal moment in wanting to believe in something more stoic, something that could be challenged and yet still left whole or perhaps better better yet modified into something better, more personal and definitely more resilient. I was beginning to see the religion my parents were holding onto as fragile and incomplete. And although I know it gave them comfort and a sense of community, it seemingly could not bear deeper inspection. (laughs) Well, let's get real. I'm sure I wasn't actually thinking about that when I was 12. But as I look back on that experience, it was a significant turning point for me. I eventually gave the magazine back to my parents. They calmed down. I went about my life. But the veil was lifting. And I would never be quite the same again. In their purest form, religions and cultures promote love, kindness, and collaboration. But as humans with a penchant to divide, conquer, and control, that message usually gets changed. So inclusion and connection morph into, we're right, they're wrong. Freedom and personal responsibility turn into do as I say or suffer the consequences. Unconditional love changes into hate and judgment, which disconnects us from people who look, act, or believe something different from what we do. Every single time we develop an us and them mentality, it disconnects us from who we really are, and it drives us to treat others badly. But you know, this show is about getting us back to the truth of who we are, right? That's the whole point in these discussions, to ignite in all of you the knowledge that you came here on purpose with an intention, a gift. And if you don't open yourself up by exploring how you got here, you miss an opportunity for sharing that gift with some of the people who may need it the most. All right. So in previous episodes, we've talked about this idea of how we are drifting through our lives. And that is especially true if you look around yourself right now. Notice whether or not you hang around people who look like you, value what you value, believe what you believe, judge the same things you judge, and in a very similar way. Safety and camaraderie are basic human needs, and sometimes we value them so much we lose sight of ourselves. We stop growing if we don't deliberately invite new ideas into our lives and challenge what we think is true. I was in the car the other day with a woman who has a different political viewpoint than I do. 
We had about 20 minutes alone together in the car, and I found myself curious to see where this would go. The art of conversation is pretty much lost in this day and age, and there was a small part of me that was a titch nervous about where this would end up. But I stayed connected to myself and asked how she got there. Now, I mentioned this technique in episode 12, and it's a good one. So pop back there if you're curious, but not right now, okay? Let's just finish this thought. The point of the question is to be genuinely curious. So she explained her perspective and her experience. I asked a couple more clarifying questions and lofted back some of my own theories and ideas. And what transpired was a conversation, a good old fashioned conversation where each of us learned something from the other. We had a civil discussion without raising our voices or losing our shit. We spent the next two hours enjoying a walk with our dogs in a genuine sense of peace and harmony and mutual respect. I left with such an appreciation for encountering someone willing to both listen and talk, as I was both listening and talking. We were both curious instead of rushing to judgment or needing to prove a point. We both learned something from each other. Now, how does this connect to my scary magazine story? Well, I grew up in a religion that was capital R right. They knew how to interpret scriptures. They knew how to talk to God. They knew all the rules and the regulations about how we were to behave, talk, look, and be. Now, if they were right, how could anyone else be right without making them wrong? And that's where everything goes off the rails, doesn't it? This whole idea of right and wrong has started world wars, split up couples, throuples, and families, and ended friendships. But what if we're just different instead of right or wrong? What happens then? When you stop to think about it, does it even make sense that anything can be definitively either yes or no, right or wrong, good or bad? Isn't everything pretty much totally subjective? We are understanding more and more about how the universe works and how it responds to us. There's a great deal of empirical data there. But how you interpret that into your own life is entirely subjective. And it's based on your own experience and what you still have rolling around in your brain from all of your influencers from kidhood and beyond. So you're operating from a belief that you didn't choose, but you did inherit. You're navigating from someone else's paradigm not your own. So now I'm curious, if you watch the news, do you always watch the same news station? One that is bent towards your particular bias? When you follow trails on social media, is your curiosity raised because it affirms what you already believe is the truth? 
or if the thread is from an opposing viewpoint, do you follow because you want the story to affirm just how stupid, naive, or ill-informed the other side is? Come on, be honest. You're probably all alone right now, and no one has to know. What's your response to that? Look, we all have opinions, and we all judge. That's just human nature. The only problem is staying there. Every time we choose love or curiosity, we open doors instead of closing doors. Oh, and don't we need more of that right now? Big, beautiful, open doors to let the light and the air in. When I was young, I was told that I couldn't cherry pick my religion. I had to swallow it whole. I couldn't say I like this aspect, but I don't like that aspect. So I'll take what I resonate with and leave what makes the hair on the back of my neck prickle up just a bit. If what you believe is making you feel superior to anyone, let it go. It is not serving you. I've cherry-picked all kinds of stuff over the years and formed what I believe about the world and our place in it. And guess what? It changes because it gets challenged and it morphs into something new, better, more. I listened to someone uh, give a lecture recently and he remarked how odd it is of us to expect over 7 billion unique individuals to easily fit into a handful of accepted um, belief systems. It does define or defy reason, doesn't it? Have you ever thought about that? I was taught that questioning my faith was wrong. But questioning it gave me something truer and more stoic than anything I was taught. So I'm going to challenge you this week to watch for signs where you get uncomfortable with an opinion that doesn't agree with your particular worldview. Will you deliberately step into it with a level of curiosity, even if that means just looking up information online? Let me tell you another quick story. My mom was expected to give up her membership to her family church in order to become a member of my father's church. Guess what the only difference between their two faiths was? Wait for it. My mother's church baptized by pouring a small amount of water over an individual's head. And my father's church baptized by immersing the whole body underwater. When I was young, I called it the great dunking versus sprinkling conspiracy. My parents didn't find that funny at all. Someone in authority to them had declared one was right and one was wrong. One was what the Bible instructed and one was not. <laughs> Problem was, that was the argument for both sides. Seriously. What? And most of you are going, that's ludicrous. But where's your line? I'm going to ask a bunch of random questions here. I have no agenda. I'm just picking a bunch of questions 
that many people seem to have strong opinions about. So indulge me and see what your immediate responses are. Now, I'm going to include these questions in the show notes, just in case you want to continue this conversation with other people in your life. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. Is there a difference between a capital G God and what some call the universe or divine intelligence or nature or collective consciousness? Or are they all describing the same thing? If you believe in God, universe, infinite intelligence, etc., are you yourself that entity? Or is it separate from you? Uh, For example, teacher, student, master, supplicant, uh, guide, seeker, etc. Is there a specific path you are supposed to follow? Or are you here to explore as much as you want in your life? Is there an actual heaven and hell? Or is it a metaphor about how you choose to spend your life? Is marriage the only legitimate way to couple? Oh, and is coupling the only way to do a relationship? Can you love and mate more than one person at one time? Is poverty a choice or a punishment? Is being alone a choice or a punishment? Are some people ugly and some people beautiful? And if so, what makes them so? And why? Who made the rules? Are there simply two genders, male and female? Or is there a spectrum, a range? Is God or the universe, you know what I mean, benevolent and loving or judgy and hard to please or understand? Does marriage have to be monogamous or can it be open? Is there a specific list of qualities that make someone masculine or feminine? Can a man be too feminine and a woman too masculine? If so, where's the line? I think those are some pretty good questions, aren't they? Do you have a definitive answer to them? Do some of them matter to you more than others? Are any worth fighting for? Our world is changing at breakneck speeds right now, and all kinds of ideals and ideas are being challenged. And that can have some of us holding on even more tightly to things that are comforting and familiar. But comforting and familiar is not what makes things right or wrong, true or false, good or bad. The only thing that does that is what we choose to believe about them. So where are you taking yourself as we get closer to a new year? Is this the time of year to break down all of the stuff that's playing in the background that you've never consciously chosen to believe, but you believe it nonetheless. 
Give yourself this gift, will you? Embrace the challenge to look at the areas of your life where you are uncomfortable with another perspective. Just pick one thing and ask two questions. Number one, is what I believe about this topic true? Empirically true, provable? Or is it something I've been taught to believe and I've never really considered it objectively? And two, what could happen to make me question whether my opinion is true? For example, a long-held opinion can be challenged if someone you love announces they are now what you previously thought was wrong. And because you love this being, you stay in love with them and accept them as they are. Now, depending on your answer to number two, I'll leave you with a third question. What if the person challenging your belief or opinion is someone you don't have that type of connection to? Is there still an opportunity for you to change your mind? Like I said, I'll, I'll leave those questions in the show notes so you can explore them in your own time. But I do hope you take me up on this challenge. These types of exercises are so self-informing. And it's what we're doing here in the Unleash Your Life podcast. You are meant to be a queen. And a queen knows herself. She stands in an internal power and knowledge that is based on a deep level of introspection. And from that strength, a queen can guide others to this level of personal mastery. We are unleashing queens here, sisters. Come with me on this ride. Let's dig deep and find out what we're made of. Let's remember who we came to be and make the world a better place as a result. Check the questions below. And if you recognize it's time for you to go deeper and you're not quite sure how to do that, notice that there is a special price on my Plugging Your Power Leaks course. It's a self-study guide and it will be a powerful tool to move you forward and get you back to remembering who you are and what gift you came to bring the world. We need your gifts, sisters. We need your gifts. And on that note, thank you so much for being here and listening. See you next time. Ta for now. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. If you want additional resources, check out the links in the show notes or at lanesmithbrown.com. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast. It's how we get these tools into the world. And this world needs more wild women standing in their authentic power. Do that for me, will ya? Thank you.